Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ashley, and I'll be chatting about something. So stay tuned. How was the holiday in Colorado with the family? It was good. We just took a drive up there and just spent some time, you know, disconnected from everything and preparing for the new year. Um, so obviously Marianne lives in Houston currently and I am based in London. I kind of wanted to find out a bit about how you guys are dealing with corona compared to the rest of the world. Because on, on TV, on news, what we see is none of Texas are paying attention, none of the US are paying attention. Um, they're just kind of not taking it very seriously and living their lives. Is that true or... Is there a different side to it? I mean, absolutely. We actually had a experience just last week that um, was just, to be honest, for me, really shocking. So we were driving up to Colorado. We were driving through Texas. And in North Texas, my husband, who um, isn't exactly the world's best driver, got pulled over (laughs) by a police officer for speeding. And, you know, it was late. It was late at night. We were in the middle of, like, you know rural texas it was in a town but not a big town and you know my husband was like oh i'm getting pulled over so i told him you know put down the window put your mask on and just wait for the cop so the police officer like comes up to the car he shoves his head directly into our car and he has no mask on no gloves no like just absolutely zero safety precautions and to be honest like i was just completely shocked i didn't know what to say i didn't know what to do so once we had you know received our citation i called the county department in for that area and i said you know we got stopped coming from houston and the police officer was not wearing a mask he had no corona safety precautions why like what was he wrong what like what what was going on and the lady basically said to me you know what we don't we don't enforce our police officers to wear masks because our rates really haven't been that bad and we just don't think it's necessary and to be honest I was just completely flawed number one I mean there's been over two almost two million cases of coronavirus just in Texas and in the US as a whole I mean over 300,000 people have died this is not a joke and as a police officer you're coming into contact with people from out of town from all over like there's absolutely no. yeah they're going in contact with everyone exactly That's so and I felt really uncomfortable because I was like you know I don't know who this person's been in contact with he could have just put his head in a different car that came from you know Austin or Dallas or another huge city who had corona and he might now basically be breathing directly into my children's faces and I just thought it was just so completely irresponsible but also so indicative of the of Americans entire approach to coronavirus and this is why they have such a problem is because if you can, if they won't even force the police to enforce the CDC rules, how on earth are normal people going to respect the rules? That's really, really frustrating. And to have to live in that, and there's nothing you can really do about it because you can't really complain because they're supposed to be the people who are enforcing something for the better of everyone or civilians. And if they're not even paying attention, then you kind of can feel a bit shit about the whole situation exactly it was just a really demoralizing experience so have you guys just been staying in and then getting everything delivered um or 
do you guys still have to go out and we do still have to go to the supermarket like america just isn't designed the way england is especially like you know the bigger states it might be different in new york or yeah but in you know houston is just such a massive city that you know test the equivalent of tesco waitress just don't deliver because it's just not feasible to deliver to that many people places we do still have to go and like do our own shopping and stuff but we try to keep it to a minimum okay oh well i hope you guys all stay safe that sounds frustrating but knock on wood we'll all be fine agreed what do you what are you going to take into 2021 learn in 2020 I think the biggest thing for me is just like knowing the import, like what's important in life and just listening to my gut. Like some things happened in 2020 where I knew that the people who I was like associating with were like just not on the same wavelength as me and just didn't share the same values as me. And I should have put myself first earlier. So I think mm-hmm. going into 2021, I'm like making the commitment to like always make time for myself and obviously any parent knows that's really hard when you have little children so I'm really going to make the effort to like make time for myself and make sure that you know the people I'm working with the people that I talk to the people that work for me are all you know people that I trust and respect and that are on the same wavelength as me yeah that's a good thing to take in to this new year and what do you do for yourself because obviously you live quite a busy life with the kids and work um and just everything what do you do for yourself every day um just so that you get a few minutes to yourself is there like a routine you have or certain things you do that calm you down well so one thing anyone that knows me knows how into working out and fitness I was in particular before I had the kids so one thing that I bought myself as a like quarantine gift was a Peloton, which is an oh, spin bike. So I've been really trying to get into that and like spinning basically every day just to have that like, you know, time to myself and something that makes me feel like me instead of just mum. I was thinking about that the other day. Do you remember how much you used to work out? You were literally in the gym all the time like at uni you were either at uni or the gym I know. like there was those are the two situations yeah I used to spend like literally two hours a day easy in the gym and now if I have a half an hour like ride on the bike I'm like yeah <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> I found half an hour of my day to do this yeah and I feel like every time you'd walk into lectures you'd always have your protein shake yeah like you'd have just come from gym and you'd be like shaking away and like drinking it's something that people really struggle with when they have kids is this sense of like loss of identity and I think it's something Uh that especially mothers struggle with more than like dads is that you know when you become a parent you it's very hard to keep sight of who you are and what's important to you because your priorities just take such an incredible shift yeah and do you feel that at work when you compare yourself to other like guys who are in the same situation who probably have kids but obviously don't take as active of a of a role um they haven't been as impacted by covid and lockdown i guess over in houston it's not been massively different 
I mean, um, but I feel like I mean, I read some statistic yeah. the other day that was saying like you know, sixty-seven percent of working mums have like reported that they they've found um, Corona like negatively impacted their life. And I mean, it's absolutely true. You go from you know, some kids aren't in school. You don't have any support. You're trying to hold down a full-time job, keep your house clean, stay on top of all the other responsibilities you have. It's just a complete, it's an impossible task for most working parents. Yeah, I read something similar. The The Economist did an article on it and how much of a step backwards it is for women just because of the implications. It just happens to be that women... Um, end up doing more things obviously with kids and then their career suffers or you know they've had to not do certain things because of lockdown and it's a sucky situation but hopefully it doesn't set us back too much and I think it really depends on your company too you know I think this is a real opportunity for companies and corporations to take a really hard look at how they treat working mothers in their workforce and just making sure that they're allowing for people to have both and to understand that, you know, a single person in their early 20s does not have the same responsibilities and, like, thoughts that a working parent of kids of any age has. And at the end of the day, kids need to be picked up from school at a certain time. That's just the way life is. That's how the system is built. So if you don't provide flexibility around those tasks that have to be completed, you're basically trying to force women out of the workforce. And it's not about, you know, giving women or working mothers an upper hand or an advantage over other people. It's just acknowledging the differences in responsibilities that these types of people have. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like the company I work for, and I'm I'm probably sure it's similar to you, they've been quite easy going in terms of allowing you to make up those hours at a different time I know that in my direct team there are loads of people with kids um, and they've just not been working afternoons when they've had to pick up kids for whenever so that's been quite nice to see that they've been really supportive Um, but obviously not everyone is in the same situation as us and not everyone can work from home either which must be a nightmare absolutely um well what have you been doing? Oh, I've already asked this question. I don't remember. So I'll ask it and then we can cut this bit out. Um, what have you been doing to keep in touch with family? Because obviously between you and Bilal and also your parents' family, um, you're spread across the world. So I'm, I'm guessing you're used to just keeping in touch with all your friends and family virtually anyway. Do you think... Um, covid has changed the way you communicate with people in the past year or have things just kind of remained the same yeah i think you hit the nail on the head for us um obviously having family all over the planet it's that's been the norm for us for a long time is that facetime is the way that we communicate with people we whatsapp we snapchat in order to you know we've always been using technology to stay connected so for us the only kind of difficult thing has been not being able to travel for example my husband's mother has not met our son and that is because of corona and the fact that we can't travel so those things have been difficult but in terms of maintaining the relationships we already have it's really been business as usual for us yeah and I'm guessing you FaceTime regularly with 
um, your mother-in-law? Yeah, I mean, obviously FaceTime is banned in the UAE, so we have to use um, alternate methods, I will say. But yes, we do keep in contact on like video chat as much as possible, almost every day, I would say. Oh, good. Okay. My next questions are more lighthearted and just to kind of, or mo- they're mostly just for me to get more ideas on what to do during lockdown and less about trying to find out what's relevant. But um, what have you got any like show recommendations or something you've watched recently that you absolutely love? Um, and then the second bit is what was the last thing you heard on Spotify? Have you got any new albums or new artists you think I should listen to? Well, so we have been watching a lot of TV. There's no other way around it. Um, I think one thing I have been really obsessed with recently, as has many other people, is Bridgerton. I am a sucker for a period drama. I haven't seen that yet. It's gotten a little scandalous, but I'm only halfway through, but I've really enjoyed it so far. And then me and Bilal together have recently watched... um, the Mindhunter, all four seasons of Mindhunter. We really enjoyed that as well. I would definitely recommend What's the Mindhunter about? It's about um, police and they're working for the FBI and they try and um, uncover all these criminals and like really difficult cases. Oh, interesting. If you like that kind of thing, have you watched The Undoing? No, not yet. Yeah. I would recommend The Undoing. It's got... Um... Oh, the names have left my head, but it's got a, it's got a, quite a few um, massive stars in it. Okay. But it's really interesting. It's like a murder mystery. Normally, in those situations, you can guess who the murderer is, but in this, you it's kept you um, guessing right until the end. Really interesting. You know, did you ever used to watch Tracy Beaker when you were younger? Of course. So <laughs> you know Tracy's adopted mum or foster mum. Yeah. I forget her name. She's in Bridgerton. She's one of the ladies, and I read an article, and she's in there. So that's the only reason I would watch it. <laughs> Just for a blast from the past. Yeah, she had this like massive um, block of doing no work, and then now she she might have been working. I just never knew. But um, yeah, that made me laugh. And what about music? What have you been listening to, or anything that you liked? I mean, in our our household, music tends to be exclusively Disney related. Um, So (laughs) we've definitely been listening to a lot of the soundtrack from Frozen 2, actually. Um, It's got a really interesting mix of like different types of songs. They've got everything from um, like a country artist um, back to Fallout. Was it Fallout Boys? They're Mm -hmm. kind of more of a like light rock band. So I would definitely recommend that to anyone who's got kids. We knew all the songs before we even saw the film. So (laughs) that's what we've been listening to. Has Lily seen Trolls yet? No, she's not. My daughter, she's just over two, but she isn't really, she's really not that into TV, it has to be said. Oh, that's good. And we try and keep her off it anyway. But the only real thing that she likes is Elsa, a.k.a. Frozen. Yeah. So that's fiction. Oh, that's cute. I feel like she could easily look like Elsa. She could pretend that she was Elsa. (laughs) (laughs) She's got the eyes and hair. So that she would look super cute. Um, Have you got any life hacks for us? 
anything that you kind of do that you don't think people usually do and I'm probably putting you on the spot and if you haven't got anything fine um but I find that kind of stuff interesting I think for me like my biggest life hack is just sleep making sure I get enough sleep making sure I go to bed on time I am like one of those people who I just don't function if I don't sleep enough so I'm very militant with both my kids' bedtimes and with my bedtime. And I make sure that, you know, everyone in our house is getting the sleep that they need. And I find it just makes such a difference to like our life and how happy we are and how productive I am, especially both at home and at work. Yeah, I'm the same. If I don't get eight hours, I'm so grumpy and that happens often that I don't get the eight hours um, but it makes such a difference to how you are as a person how your day goes how your skin is how you function um I read a book recently which was it was just kind of like a, a like it has a, a whole bunch of advice from successful people it was Akash's book and um literally every single successful person who owns huge companies or has done something of like significant value all of them list out sleep as being one of their main parts of being successful. And I think that people would say, oh, you got to like sleep is for the week and you should only have like, you should wake up at five and go to bed at whatever time and are crazy because I think they're just being silly. And I think that sleep probably is the best thing you could do for yourself. Absolutely. Um, I was going to run through Daily Mail showbiz um stories for us to because I feel like just how we are we love a bit of showbiz gossip and just yeah exactly and to discuss it today was a really dry media day which was really unfortunate but um Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are now dating I I was like this about Harry Styles he has completely gone up in my estimation since he did that Vogue photo shoot a while ago I think he's really taking his persona is like this, you know, male heartthrob, very kind of masculine energy and showing that that doesn't have to be the only side of a man. And a man can be more feminine and work within, you know, those non-typical gender identity roles. And I think that that's a yeah. really powerful message to young men. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think he, I, I really like that cover. I think he, it suited him, that whole outfit did too. Didn't He didn't, it was like a good fashion choice as well as him wearing it, you know? It wasn't just him putting on anything, which was quite nice. Um, well, that's that's everything. Um, thank you for joining. Definitely. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or topics you want me to chat about, um, please email in at ashythepod, that is A-S-H-I, the pod, at gmail.com. Ciao.